EOTM Radio. Entrepreneurs on the moon. Reshaping life for a better tomorrow. What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. I can't stop loving you, eh? Hey, loving Media, um, Twitter, yeah. and Facebook, 
you know, took place in this affair between this teacher and this student. And um, what wind up happening is the teacher wind up falling in love with the student, and it got out of control. Uh, I won't give you the you know the details of how it unfolded and what actually happened, but that led to the demise of the relationship. But what actually happens is the drama part. It's an wow. independent release. It's called Ed Teacher. Uh, no main you know, stars are in this movie. I think everybody was you know, pretty fresh and pretty new. Um, okay. Definitely something to go check out and see. It's like, you know, we've had this conversation before. Um, the independent movies will give you more bang for your buck. Trust me. I, I will always tell you, go independent as far as um, the content is concerned. Um, I definitely recommend this movie. Go check it out. Sounds like an interesting movie because you do read about it a lot. And I, and I, I mm-hmm. just wonder sometimes, um, how do you look at a child like, mm-hmm. but I guess I guess a lot of the cases were older kids. <laughs> I don't a, lot know. Of, a lot of times it's, it's, it's teenager, and we all know those teenagers that I know, you know, even in, in my middle school there were girls that were super fast, you know, active, you know, even I acted girl, I wasn't, wild and chasing teachers and all that stuff take place. So, you know, I kind of see how that could happen. Um, I don't understand, like, people molesting kids, but I can see, like, the whole high school teacher relationship thing because, like, the kids are not how they used to be. You know, the things were changing when I was growing up, so I'm pretty sure now it's even worse. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, when, when I I'm was not in... blaming the child because I know that, you know, the adult carries most of the responsibility, but I can see how it could happen. It happened when I was in high school. Um, this guy, he wasn't a teacher, but he was, uh, um, I, I guess you call a, a teacher's aide. So he basically right. was the hall monitor. He basically assisted, yeah, he you know, the office. Yeah, he was monitoring, all right. And uh, the girl in question was, an, I was a senior, and she was an underclassman, I think maybe a year or two under me. And... Um, yeah, they were having a little affair, and but wow. but he. With, I think the mistake that they made was hiring him so fresh out of college. Not that he was right. a young yeah. buck, but he was a younger individual, so he was closer right. to right. our age than anybody else in the building. Right. Mm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, and I will say too because you know I used to work with the youth um, back when I was in Virginia and. I remember when I would go to the high schools to do my visits, some of them kids would go to me, you know. So I guess, I don't know, you know. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, anyway, you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's it going, guys? I know I know it's been a little bit of a while, but um, I'm going to try to update you. What, what, what I saw, I actually had a guest in town uh, last weekend, so I didn't get a chance to go to a movie, but – I don't know if you guys talked about Jobs last week. Uh, Chike, did you end up seeing that? I did not. Okay, well, uh, be thankful. You did uh, You did a good <laughs> job. Um, quick review of Jobs. Um, you know, the, the story follows the life of Steve Jobs, but not the whole life of Steve Jobs. So think of getting the uh, Cliff Notes version in the middle of the Cliff Notes. So... You're you're starting with the story of Jobs in high school or in college, and in the end with him releasing the iPod. Um, so you get a little kind of an abridged history of him, 
Ashton Kutcher played the brain role, and he did fine. You know, he was a believable job. You know, he did the role fine. Um, I don't have a problem with Ashton in movies, so it wasn't a problem for me. Uh, but the movie fell flat after that. It just was maybe a new director or not the same director that you could have used in other movies, but it focused a little bit on some things, and then it kind of forgot about them later. And just one of the examples is, you know, Steve Jobs had a kid that he claimed wasn't his for a while, and they kind of made it a little bit of a theme at one part of the movie, and then they kind of just forgot about it and mentioned it like once later on. So there was really no no good direction or flow in it. Um, also, you know, a lot of things happened when he got fired from Apple before he came back, and they kind of just well, jumped for that. They didn't really go into the details. very unfortunate. I'm, I'm very disappointed to hear that because I heard that his story and his book is awesome. Um, yeah. And I was going, and I was actually going to get the book because, I, you know, someone else recommended it to me recently, and I heard, I mean, the book is just, great and that his life story is intriguing from what I've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and the book is probably a lot better because when he, you know, left Apple or when he got kicked out of Apple, he, you know, he started Pixar and a lot of people don't realize that while he was yeah. out there. And so he did a lot of stuff and it almost seemed like the movie was kind of focusing on Steve Jobs and Apple, not really the life of Steve Jobs. So right. uh, a lot of disappointing things. And, again, ending at the iPod, which was a big moment for him. But, you know, the iPhone also changed a lot of things. Uh, you know, the iPad. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff they could have went into that I feel like they kind of just maybe didn't get get around to or just kind of didn't know what they were doing. Wow. Yeah, I heard it was so. the, the best movie. But uh guess I'll check it out on DVD. <laughs> Yeah, well, wait, wait for it to go on. Come on, TV in the background or something. You don't have to worry about TV. <laughs> okay. I, I have a question for Adam. It's very, very important. It's probably the the biggest question of the year. Okay. How do you feel about Ben Affleck being the new Batman? Well, uh, that's so funny because people were asking me about that at work today. I am a bit. I, I like Ben Affleck, and I don't have a problem with him. In other words, I don't think he's like amazing, but I. I saw him in Argo, he was fine. You know, I saw him in other movies, he did fine. Um, so I don't mind him being Batman, but apparently there's a lot of hate, and there's always been Ben Affleck hate for whatever reason. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't have any problem with him being Batman, personally. Yeah, neither do I. I think you'll make a good Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, exactly. He has that kind of look, and he can act like Bruce Wayne. And in reality, how much range does Bruce Wayne have? I mean, he's a rich millionaire that you know, has the weight of the world on his shoulders because he's Batman or whatever. So right. he doesn't have to get into too much, I guess, of that kind of and, side and, of thing. And it's, and it's not like he's going to have to carry a whole Batman movie. I mean, not as of yet anyway. This is supposed exactly. to be the introduction into the whole Superman-Batman to bridge into the Justice League. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, he's going to have to carry a whole movie. He's just going to introduce that whole relationship between Batman and Superman. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and we've seen worse Batmans with, uh, you know, George Clooney. Uh, he admits he's like the worst Batman. So yeah. I don't think we're having any trouble with him being Batman uh, for this go-round. Yeah. What's coming up? I know it's, we're getting close to the holidays. A lot of movies about to drop. I'm, I'm looking for this new movie. I'm checking for this new movie coming out called Promises. 
Um, I'm sorry, not promises. The prisoners. I'm sorry. And it has an all-star cast. I think everyone in the cast has either won an Oscar or has been nominated to win an Oscar. And it's Hugh Jackman, Terrence Howard, Viola Davis, and I can't think of the other female. There's another female in there. But it's about two children who get abducted. And the uh, parents go on a mission to find the children. Oh, I saw that trailer. Like, remember the park yeah. Park? Oh, park yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Right. That one right. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be drama-filled. Okay. Yeah. yeah and then there's another movie Adam? coming out. I can't oh, think of the name of it. I'm sorry. It's uh, Julia Roberts and Meryl Streep. They star in it. Uh, it's a family oh, okay. drama. Um, okay. But pretty much where uh, the matriarch of the family dies, and Julia Roberts comes home to, um, I guess, to lick wounds and mend uh, family ties. And Meryl Streep is the older sibling, and they don't really get along. So that's going to make out oh. to be a good drama as well. Yeah, yeah. That's not a good plot. Because people go through that, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about well, you, Adam? Well, you know that uh, One Direction movie comes out this weekend, um, <laughs> which I won't be seeing. But I, I won't be seeing. But I know it will be. I know it'll be popular in the box office. It will be uh, for will Labor be. Day weekend. Um, so that's the, you know nothing else this weekend actually is like kind of standing out for me. There was a movie that came out last weekend, The World's End, with uh, Simon Pegg and that kind of crew, the ones that did uh, Shaun of the Dead and everything like that, and that looked looked pretty funny. Um, so I might just go check that out, but nothing really this Labor Day weekend uh, that's kind of sticking out for me. Mm. Um, okay. Has anyone ever caught one of those concert movies? Has anyone ever uh, seen I any haven't. of those? I've never. You have? No, no, I haven't. Okay, because I'm pretty interested. I'm I'm curious just to see what what kind of effect it gives. I think I may go check one out the next time one comes around. You know, the, uh, what... there's the Katy Perry one on Netflix. A uh, piece of me or part of me uh, that's supposed to be pretty good if you wanted to check one out without. Well, no, I'm not talking about no because that was her movie. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm talking about those Phantom Event movies. You know the ones okay. that I'm talking about yeah. that basically do. Sometimes they do plays. Sometimes they'll do uh, like uh, symphony orchestras via the movie theater, like those okay. type of things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want to check one of those out just to see what they're giving. Yeah, you have to let us know. I definitely will. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, and uh, have a great week, okay? All right, thank you. Too. All right. Uh, birthday boy, Aaron, celebrated his birthday yesterday. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy birthday, Virgo season. Yes, it's <laughs> in full effect. Full effect, yes. I don't know. Well, um. You all noticed the um, different pictures that I have posted on on Facebook all throughout yeah, the day. Up? pictures. Yeah, it was like it was like in like different stages, like from from when I was fresh out of the Eddie factory, so to speak, um, and then from like three three months to like a year old, and to like two years old, and then four years old and stuff. So I was kind of doing like a mini age progression kind of thing going on. So. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing with us. <laughs> what did you say, Miss Parker? I said thanks for sharing with us. 
Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for um, you know, for um, you know, liking them. Thank y'all very much. So. What'd you do for your birthday? Oh, man, I I had dinner. I did a little shopping earlier. Nothing crazy. Uh, and pretty much, I just relaxed. That's okay. pretty much it. Yeah, nothing wrong. That was, absolutely, it was. It was a good birthday, though. Really good birthday. That's real good. That's real good. Yeah. What's going on in the world? For world of sports. Man, sports, sports, sports. Yo, um, I think everybody pretty pretty much knows now that um, Chris Chris Paul is the um, new president of the. NBA Players Union. So, Chris Paul, congratulations. Um, I think he's he, that he's a great choice for the um, job. So, who big up to that. Oh my goodness, um, that's part of the part. Um, oh, it was um, Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, Aaron Hernandez. Is officially in, indicted on the uh, murder charge. If y'all know, um, he's he he's the former um, tight end for the um, Patriots. Who, right. Was he indicted on the other two murder charges? So I'm pretty sure the first one he got arrested for was already he already had his indictment. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the additional yeah, so two two charges. This is adi- right, right. Okay. This is on. On like weapons charges and all kind of right. crazy, yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, the Falcons, man, the Falcons, the Falcons. Preseason football, they lost to the Titans. What's up with that? Mm. No, well, they have a big preseason. It's, it's preseason, right? I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's 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 better that they lose now than you know than to lose during the um. During the reckless season, I actually want to give a um, shout out though, really, really quick to um, Pat White. Pat White um, was the former quarterback for WBU, West Virginia Mountaineers. Um, he's he's now with the Washington Red Redskins, and he's um, trying trying to get back in in the league. So um, he's he's actually been been out of the NFL now for maybe like two, two or three years. So he's trying to come back, and um, and and I wish him all the best. And I actually hope that um, he signed with the um, Redskins because he is a great, great player, great player. So I just wanted to give give him props. Um, let's see, that's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm y'all. I'm I'm just excited about football season. I cannot wait till it starts. I cannot <laughs> wait. I, I will have so much more to um, talk about then. Uh, but also, really quick, um, U.S. Open is um, pretty much starting up now, so I'm looking forward to that. Serena Williams, come on, baby girl, bring it home, please. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring it home. Baseball, baseball, and I'm not even going to go into all that right now. I actually like baseball <laughs> once it gets into the playoffs and stuff, then I'll talk about it more. Um yeah, that's it. Oh, one more thing. Yo, I saw the um the um, Butler movie last yeah. week. Last week. It is an awesome movie. 
It's great. I, Oprah Winfrey, man, she put her big toe in (laughs) it, man. Oprah, wow. I, man, that's all. Yeah. Knocked it out the park. Killed it, knocked it out, done. Rap. She deserves to get nominated for for some major awards. And and so does Forrest Whitaker. He did an amazing job, too. Oh, Forrest. Oh, Forrest was awesome, too. Forrest was great. Mm -hmm. But when Oprah did that slap, I thought Ooh. she did grab. I think because you forgot you were watching her, you forgot it was Oprah at one point. You know what I mean? You, and what Miss yeah. Parker, Parker said last night, I mean last week, was true is that um, the movie as a whole could have been kind of depressing, but her character brought out a lot of humor. In it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, because I think, I think they. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say yeah, because the uh, first. First five minutes of the movie, it just got real. Like whenever um, the uh, butler's father was, you know, shot and killed right there mm-hmm. on the spot, that made it that that to me kind of it woke everyone up because I think that at first folks were like, oh, okay, here we go, a typical kind of down south, you know, turn of the century, the black folks is in the cotton fields kind of thing. Okay, here we go. Right. And then once the shots fired, it's like, okay, you know, stuff got real. I'm not going to use the actual word I was going to say. Right, yeah. But, you know, things things got real. And and, and it just caught, caught your attention. And then it started getting heavy. Everything started getting really heavy. And Oprah really kind of was able to, to balance that and bring, right. some, bring some humor, bring some just, – just kind of bring it down a notch a little bit. Yeah. But without, I was watching an interview with, I watched an interview with Lee Daniels. He said that uh, when Oprah came to set, she came by herself, you know, just a driver. But um, uh-huh. she was really nervous because she had acted in 15 years, and uh, she kept saying to him when she was doing the scenes, "Please make like a fool." Because some of the things she had to do on the movie, you know, she's like, "Please, right. please say I won't, I won't." And then, you know, they did actually have a sex scene with. Um, her character, but they took it out because Oprah didn't like oh. it. She said it wasn't because it was her. She didn't like it because she said that the role she was playing, the audience would have disliked her because she was someone who was loyal to her husband. She loved her husband. She was just lonely or whatever. But she said right. that the audience wouldn't see her for who her character is really supposed to be if they showed her laying in bed with some man, you know, that wasn't her husband. I, I, you know what? I, I think that was a um, great great thing for Oprah to actually do because you got out of the movie the fact that she really loved her husband. She loved him. Yes, she had a moment here and a moment there, but she still respected him. Like, she never put it in his face. And and then she ended it. She's like, okay, you know what? I'm done. Get out. Mm -hmm. It's a wrap. I love my man. Peace. You know, she said, take that low class. Be- I mean, you still, you still got a sense <laughs> right. that there was inappropriateness going on, but it wasn't shown the fact to be disrespectful to her husband. Right. I mean, it's more like you knew there was right. inappropriateness, but then you kind of sympathized with her being by herself. So there was still exactly. that human connection. You still felt 
right. a little bit of sympathy exactly. for her. Right. Um, but I think when she was laying in bed, yeah, and I think that's a good, that just shows you how insightful Oprah is as a person to be able to see yeah. that. So you know what, that's going to take away from that, from, from, from the viewers seeing me as, not me personally, but seeing this character as a person who has great respect for her husband, made a little lonely, and we can still right. insinuate some inappropriateness because of my loneliness, but not actually have to show that. Right, you're right, you're right. And even with the butler, I I feel that he might have even known some things were going on, but he just had so much love for his wife that he was like, you know what, I am gone long hours, and she might have did her thing, you know, did things here, here and there, but she's never been disrespectful to me or my kids yeah. with it. And you know, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. I won't speak about it. She don't speak about it, and she'll end it when she knows she should end it. And she yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, great. Well, Aaron, great movie. Let's, let's switch gears. Before, did you see the MTV uh, Musical Movie Awards video award? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. We're going to commercial break. What? Yes. That. What in the oh, okay. was Molly Cyrus? I have not watched this show in. Years, well, you know, the whole show in years. I know I have, right? But I decided yesterday that I would watch it. Now the highlights were, you know, in sync. They joined Justin Timberlake on stage. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He won the Vanguard Award and he gave a great performance. I'm not a huge Justin Timberlake like live fan, but you know, his, the critics loved it. You know, in sync, they everybody right. loved to see them together. Lady Gaga gave an unusual performance as always, but it was you know decent. Of course. Um, who else? Uh, Robin Sick. He is He brought out my he, my was From the minute she hit that stage, <laughs> twerking. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go on YouTube. I'm going YouTube and watch that. I still have it. You got to see it. You got to see it, You got to. And one of my friends said she was she just turned up. I mean, dropping like it's hot, <laughs> laughing his dead his butt. So. <laughs> All over, and they, and they saw people uh, in the audience. You get the reaction. Rihanna kind of looked away like, "What is that?" <laughs> it was like she I'm was telling you, too hard. she was trying too hard to really be sexy. And someone said on, because um, I made a post on Facebook. They said that she's trying to prove that when she's not Hannah Montana. I said, "I don't think there's a person in the world believes she's Hannah Montana at this point." And then someone, <laughs> right. put, uh, someone also put um, somewhere in America. To this day, Molly's still um, twerking. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, and then they were teasing her body because she had on this really tight, um, you know, like a bathing suit. She's the definition of uh, a skinny fat. You're right, but and then, but like the way the clothes fit, you have to look online. If you're on Instagram, you no, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen the pictures of That's what I'm saying. Right. That's why they call skinny fat when you are, you're right. skinny, but you have no. Definition. She has no tone, right? No it's tone. just fla- flabby butt, just flabby flat butt. It was butt. funny because you know I've been doing the uh, fitness challenge, and so I start following a lot of trainers and you know people like that, and they had pictures of girls doing squats. They we ain't trying to go out like uh, Miley Cyrus, <laughs> but it was it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, it was. To me, it was just, it was like, this young lady really needs attention this bad. I I, I, I felt, I, I felt, it just felt weird to me. It just felt, it felt desperate. It felt 
crazy. I'm yeah. not saying that she's on any kind of on any kind of um, substance or anything, but it just was. It was the weirdest thing. It was weird. People, it was weird. People, people were talking about it, so maybe that's what she wanted. You know, you well, know, mission, tweeted mission about accomplished. She tweeted about it because there were like thirty-five thousand tweets about it last night, and she tweeted yeah. about how that that's bigger than the Super Bowl. So all my haters can you know do whatever. But anyway, Molly Cyrus, get your mind right. <laughs> get your mind right, and right. she's oh yo, follow me on Facebook, A Rock Cosby, Twitter, A Rock Cosby, Instagram, A Rock Cosby, and I want to give a shout out to all of my um, classmates over at the University of the District of Columbia in Washington D.C. Yo, I love y'all. We doing big things there, and keep it up. And I'm out. All right, all right, Aaron. All right, Miss Ferguson's not here tonight, but go to BudgetShopaholic.com for her finds, generous gems as she calls them. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Check out the EOTM Media Group. Yeah, the EOTM Media Group. We're a new media company encompassing radio, PR, and TV. Follow us on Twitter at EOTMPR. For a great publicist, there's one thing you need to do. Contact the EOTM Media Group. Veronica Drake works with works with heart inspired women entrepreneurs who are fast paced and creative and want to get go, let go of all the distractions holding them back. Veronica helps them create clarity around their niche and their marketing message so that they can plan, produce, and profit with ease. She uses highly uh, redefined intuition to quickly find what's blocking them and help them remove the blocks so they can develop and plan to strengthen their personal brand, which ultimately leads to consistent income. Franca does this by using a combination of intuitive guidance and practical business building tools. Please help me welcome to the show, Ms. Veronica Drake. Welcome. Hey, hi, everybody. It's great to be here. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, You know, tonight the show is all about the the females, the ladies, and, and, um, you know, their empowerment and whatnot. And I think this is, right in line, you know, with there are a lot of women out there who are entrepreneurs who are maybe don't know what it is, what it takes to to break off and, and to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I was so glad to have you on tonight to, to uh Thank you. Help Thank you. That so you well, don't you your, don't want any you don't want any commentary on Miley Cyrus from me? <laughs> Please do. I, I, what, do, what do you think about Miley Cyrus? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm a 50 year old woman, and I haven't watched okay. the VMAs in forever. And something right. said to me, I don't know, record it. I don't know why. I love Robin Thicke. I love Blurred Lines. Yes, yes, yes. I do. Uh-huh. Um, as her, as a mother figure, I just wanted to pull her off the stage and say, "Honey, let's get therapy." It wasn't good. <laughs> it, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't good. It wasn't. I didn't it was, get the I bear understand. thing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and the fact is that she she's oblivious to the fact that how it came off to the viewers. You know, she thinks that she had a great performance, and you know, it was just. Hey, God bless her. You know, and maybe it's right, God bless to get people to talk. People are talking, honey. People are, are talking. talking. They are <laughs> so. talking. Definitely. 
That's my opinion. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that. Let's, let's, let's talk about um, women entrepreneurs. How is mindset something that keeps our women entrepreneurs stuck mm. in what you call poor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's a lot of poor ones out there too. And and I will mm-hmm. tell you this: the key to success. In, in doing all of this, and believe me, I've been there. I've uh, seventy thousand dollars in debt, a dollar thirty-four in the checking account. I get it. I know poor. Right. Yeah. And here's the deal: my mind kept me poor. My thoughts wow. kept me poor, because everybody has a money story. If you think mm-hmm. back to when you were growing up about money, my whole money story was. No, we don't have any money. Don't ask for that. You know, it's it's right. uh, hard to earn money, and you can't come by money on easy. It doesn't grow on trees. So we all have that story. And so mm-hmm. when women go out to create their business, they're bringing their junk with them. They're bringing their story. Right. And, yeah. and, and here's the deal. I mean, I have a certification in the law of attraction, and I kind of always think of ha-ha when I say that, but the truth is I took the classes, I got the certification. <laughs> right, <laughs> and the right. reality is you, you, we all vibrate at a certain level of energy, and you attract what you are. So if you're thinking poor, you're going to be poor. Wow. It's that simple. Wow. And, you know, they always say that the mind is such a powerful thing. Um, it sounds cliche to a lot of people, but it, I believe it is, you know, um, mm-hmm. Your mindset is the foundation of your success, in my opinion. Would you agree? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You know, and my title officially is intuitive business consultant, and I use the word intuitive very respectfully. Um, you know, people will say, oh, does that mean you're psychic? I hate that word. Right. I don't shrink yeah. heads. I don't boil chicken bones. <laughs> I can't win the lottery right. for you. But right. what I can do is is trust my feelings when it comes mm-hmm. to certain situations, all situations, really. And you have the right. same ability that I have. And so I teach my clients, I want you to feel what's going on inside of your body. Because if I say to you, how are you, and you say fine, I'm going to say, I want you to tell me what fine feels like in your body. Because yeah. your feelings become your thoughts, and your thoughts become the behavior that you put out into society. Wow. That's very true, very true. What are five uh, critical mistakes that uh, entrepreneurs, emerging entrepreneurs, um, must avoid? Oh, sure. The the biggest mistake is not not knowing their niche. They they don't mm-hmm. know who they're talking to, and or excuse me, they don't know what that special thing is they do. Everybody does something unique. Right. And if you're not sure of what your uniqueness is, you're just going to float around out there and be like everybody else. And right, you know, yes. when we come when it comes to our marketing, you know, we think we're going to talk to everybody, you know, and we're just going to throw things, uh, you know, at the wall and see if it sticks. Uh, well, that's right, yeah. you need to know what you're doing. The other thing is not developing an entrepreneurial mindset, not thinking like entrepreneurs think. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to your thoughts. If you think poor, you'll be poor. Entrepreneurs take risks, right? I mean, hey, Mm -hmm. $70,000 in debt. I took some risks. Right, exactly, exactly, yes. Hey, and, you know, I'm very vulnerable. My my truth is out there. I I feel like, you know, I put it out there. I fell down. I figured out how to get up. I figured out how to make it work, and now I want to teach you. I mean, that's that's it. I don't have a hidden agenda. 
Um, right. The other critical mistake is people don't know how to have the enrollment conversation. They don't know how to take somebody through the continuum and connect to them and ask for the sale in a way wow. that doesn't feel cheesy. Right. <laughs> you know? Salesy and yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nobody wants to be sold to. I don't I don't want you to right. sell to me. I, I want it to think it's my idea. I want it to be a benefit to me. Right. Um and this next one I'm really excited about because this is my specialty. I love to copyright and entrepreneurs, emerging entrepreneurs, typically underestimate the value of copy, or they don't even know what copy is. Mm-hmm. And so when you're making your website, you'll go out and you'll hire the best designer and you'll get the pretty colors and, and then the crap that you put on it, the words. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. That's what is important. You want the words to speak to your potential clients, not about you. So that's a huge mistake. And the fifth one is you need a mentor. Nobody does it alone. Nobody does it alone. Trust me. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. true. Yeah. We all need somebody. So there, if somebody can just avoid those five mistakes, they'll have it all made. Right. In close to success. Now, um, the top, the ten things that you say every business owner must know before building a business, because building, like you said, it is a huge risk. Um, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's a risk, you know. So, what are the things that they that you know before you even start doing this? Well, you need you need to you need to know you know you need to know who you are. You need to know number one why you're doing what you do. Because if you're just going to go into business and you're going to say, well, you know, I'm going to sell widgets down on the corner because, you know, I want to be a a millionaire. I mean, that's cool, whatever your why is. But it should be heartfelt and it should be passionate and it should be full of purpose. So that's first and foremost. Um, And then you need to understand what it is you're actually going to do. Are you going to have programs? Are you going to have services? Are you going to sell widgets? Are you going to sell books? What are you going to sell? So, you know, at least know that. Um, and the other thing is, the next thing is, research your market. Because, you know, here's the deal. We sit, we sit at home and we think we have all these great ideas. You know, I'm sipping my coffee and my jammies and, you know, oh, my God, i got the best idea in the world. Who right, right, yeah. If, it, if there ain't a market for it, it, it ain't that good of an idea. Exactly. So yeah. you, need, you need to think if there's a market. Um, and know the, the, know the competition, right? You have to know your competition. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, for the listeners tonight, I want to, if it's okay, I just want to give everybody one trick that's going to put you ahead of everybody else. You really need to talk benefits and solutions mm. when you're when you're doing your business, when you're writing your copy, when you're writing your sales page. Everything has a benefit to somebody. And right, yeah. I don't know about you, but like I said, I've been pretty poor, and I am not naturally blonde, but I found money, so I didn't have roots. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's money out there. You just got to yeah. push the button that says, I value. I want what you have. So that's wow. huge. It is huge. Yeah. Um, the next okay. one is define your big picture goals. Look at the big picture and then chunk it down. Go into small goals. The other thing is define your business model. How are you going to make your money? You know, right. how are you going to bring mm-hmm. this in? 
So it's it's goals, it's marketing mindset, um, releasing your limiting beliefs is huge. And again, mm. that entrepreneurial mindset, be willing yeah. to be uncomfortable. So yeah. Wow, wow, yeah, those are great because you, you have to have a plan. You have to you know have a mentor, someone who's been there, done this, who has some idea where you're going. You know, instead of just going out there. So I think mm-hmm. that's why a lot of businesses fail, you know, because they don't they haven't prepared themselves. Huge. Prepared that's the huge. That's the number one percentage. The number one reason, the highest percentage, why people don't have a plan. And I don't mean the right. big, thick book plan. I didn't have that plan. I mean, obviously, maybe you don't want to start out like I did, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I I don't believe that you have to have that that novel so to speak i mean now if you're going to start up and you're going to you need a structure and you know all of that you have to have capital obviously and i had to have some capital but right. um at least know what you do you know know what you want to yeah. do and i'm all about empowering women to create their own economy um the, the really quick story is i used to work nonprofit, and little kids would come in from the community and i just my heart would break for them because they didn't know if they were going to eat you know their mom wow. was home waiting for the drug dealer and, you know, uh-huh. the kids uh-huh. for the lookout. And, you know, the little boy looks up at me and he's just like, you know, gee, Miss Ronnie, they used to call me Ronnie, and he's, Miss Ronnie, I don't know if I'm going to eat tonight. This is great. You know, and he had hot dogs. I mean, wow. come on. So if wow, you teach yeah. the mom, if you educate the mom, then the kids have a shot. That's yeah. why I do what I do. Yeah. And we appreciate that. Do you Do you see the big difference between – uh, women entrepreneurs versus men? You know, it's interesting because when I started out my business, I had several male clients. And here's the thing. There, definitely there's a different energy. Um, I still take male clients, but I, I work primarily with female. And the difference with the male client is he's not so right-brained typically, meaning he's not always open to stuff that's out of the box. Mm-hmm. Now, when I come across that male that is, he's usually balanced in his male-female energy, and that's a cool thing because you get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So, um, But there is a very distinct difference in working with males and females, very distinct okay. difference. I, I can imagine. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you talk about build your list, lighten your stress, and increase your income. Explain that. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, build your list because the gold is your list. You know, mm-hmm. we all start out in our business and we all have to have somebody to talk to. And, right. you know, it's a matter of if you, if you have five people on your list and three of them are family and one's your dog, I mean, that's cool too because it gets you practice. Right, and yeah. you're, you're practicing talking to your list. And there's a creative way to build your list. And the gold is really in the list. And I want to say this now. You'll hear this, and you'll appreciate this. Size does not matter. You get that? (laughs) (laughs) Chuckle, chuckle, she says. Size does not matter, so all you guys out there just know. No, I'm talking about the list now. Um, (laughs) if If you market correctly and if you talk benefits, you can have you know, 20%, 80% of your sales come from 20% of your list. You know, that's the golden rule there. So yeah, yeah. it's knowing who you're talking to and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lighten your stress? 
you know, lighten your stress. I'm all about like doing the stretching and the yoga and just really being in touch with spirit. I love nature. And so if yeah. you're sitting at your desk and your your shoulders are constantly up at your ears or you're snipping and yipping at everybody around you, you know, something's got to give there. So it really is about self-care. And yeah. a lot of women yeah. a lot of women were t- were taught it's selfish if we care for ourselves. Mhm. And your mothers and, Yep. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it ain't wow. selfish. It's really not. You're doing the world a disservice wow. by not caring for yourself. Yep, I agree. I agree because you're walking around stressed out, then you're not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. no one wants to be around you. <laughs> not at all. Let's talk about um, VeronicaDrake.co. Um, oh yeah. Your website. What can, what can we find there? Oh, uh, thank you for asking. Um, I have a really great um, free checklist that will help you write really dynamic copy. And it's it immediately, as soon as you go to veronicadrake.co, it pops up. All I ask you for is your name and your email, and I will always respect your email, your privacy, rather. And so you get that as a free resource. And I have a free webinar coming up. Um, that's on my website as well on how specifically to write really great copy. Wow. Well, Veronica, thank you so much for, for being on tonight and, and really helping. I think, you know, this conversation not only helped, Female entrepreneurs, a male as well. So thank I want to you. thank you and encourage everyone to go to VeronicaDrake.co. to be a link on our Facebook page and our website uh, for more information about um, her services. And and we thank you again. Have a great night, okay? Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey, uh, Luella. Yeah, what is it? Put that uh, came up on your phone on the other day and that's what it's talking about. Somebody called. Yeah, Tom, try that P-O-T-L and call Lord. What is Lord? I know I saw something on there. I know it was, yeah. I ain't know yeah. if you're trying to cheat or something. You ain't trying to cheat. Yeah, you changed she talking about something. What you doing? Yeah, E-O-T-M radio. That's a... In a PR at company, child, what is all those, what you talking about? EOTMblog.com. Go check out the site. Get branded. Ask for Carla at 909-559-1763. Get your business to the streets. She is an author, hypnotherapist, certified life coach, mother of three, master energy healer, and ordained minister. As a Scorpio, she is unbashedly says that she has enjoyed sexual expression. She assists women to find uh, the sacredness of insects, married and divorced four times. Jennifer is an empowerment and sex coach for women. Her motto is, if you don't love being alone with you, how can you expect anyone else to? When you love yourself completely and compassionately, we stop beating ourselves up and gratefully appreciate each other our each experience in our lives in another way to enrich and nurture our souls and others. Please help me welcome Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I now have well, a voice. <laughs> I'm very well. Thank you. Well, great, great. Thank you for being on tonight. Um, you know, I think you know we've, we've been we're continuing our conversation on self empowerment and 
you know, when I read your bio, I said, I have to talk to this lady. I have to talk to her. <laughs> um, let me ask you, how does an ordained minister become a sex therapist? Well, who created sex after all? It was God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're puzzle pieces that fit perfectly together. Wow, wow. And God, I want to add that uh, sex is actually a sacred act. And mm-hmm. and the act of culminating um, lovemaking is the closest that we can get energetically to being with God in God's presence. Wow. Wow, that's very true, very true. Now, I know that you, um, you say your childhood was very dramatic and you dealt with dysfunction and molestation, um, but healing from all of that, healing from your past has opened so many doors for you. Tell us about how you kind of came out of everything and where you are today. Well, the fact that I was molested as a child, I was really negative and uh Growing up, I mean, eventually I had enough experiences where I realized that being negative was affecting not only all my relationships, but also my health. And mm-hmm. when I started seeing, you know, what was happening, um, you know, I began, I went to a hypnotherapist and uh, became a hypnotherapist. And uh, I went to an energy healer for work and then I became an energy healer. So anything that I did that helped me along my path, I became certified in it. I did a lot of study and a lot of self-introspection. And, you know, it took me over 20 years to recover, probably closer to 30. And so Mm. I've defined the the processes and honed them down so that I can help people get from a place of not feeling good about themselves, not feeling happy with themselves, and being completely comfortable with who they are, authentic, and also happy in every day. And the happier you are with yourself, the more you're going to magnetize love and money, too, because love is the same energy as money. So the two are so tied together. So if you have low self-esteem, most people have difficulty with their finances. So I help people recover, empower them, and and then they, they end up being really successful entrepreneurs because of you know, the fact that they love themselves and they're able to be authentic in the world. So the, because they are because they are more happy and in love with themselves, they're able to go out and be more successful. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So let me ask you, when you were going through this 20 to 30 um, year healing process for yourself, you were actively seeking, how do I get out of this? Or is that is that how it happened for you? Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, I I suffered a lot. And Mm -hmm. we will suffer until the pain becomes so great that we'll do anything to get out of it. And that's where I I came to a place of. I had Epstein-Barr and I had fibromyalgia and I was depressed. I was chronically depressed for over 20 years. And I... I couldn't even sleep through the night. I had to take Benadryl to sleep, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and I'd worry and worry and worry. And I just, you know, my life was so full of stress, and I knew that things could be better. And right. now my life totally transformed. I mean, I, oh, great. <laughs> my life is Zen-like and peaceful and happy and joy, and, and it doesn't matter where you put me. You can 
Put me at, at the beach, I'll be happy. Put me in the mountains, right. I'll be happy. Put me in the middle of the Mojave Desert, which is where I am now, and I'm happy there too. So right. yeah. that's the thing. True happiness, when you really have true happiness, it doesn't matter whether you're alone or you're with somebody, you're going to be happy no matter what. So how a person who's listening tonight who maybe has gone through some of the things you, you went through or maybe haven't but just does not feel happy in life, they feel like they're just going through the day-to-day emotions, where do they start? Well, the first place that I would start is monitoring my thoughts. When you start looking at the thoughts that you're thinking, and just it, one day, and, and do it on a Saturday or Sunday when you're not having to be at work. Write down mm-hmm. every every thought that you think, and and be honest, um, because when you start looking at the thoughts that you're thinking, oh my gosh, I, I'm so fat. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm starting to look old. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm I don't I'm not good enough. I'm not as smart as she is, or I'm not making as much money as that entrepreneur. Whenever we're beating ourselves up with our words. That's just the conscious part, and 90% of our thoughts are unconscious. So think mm-hmm. about all the thoughts that you're thinking that you're not even aware of. So I recommend that you, you do that. Make a, a journal and write down all your thoughts, and then start with some affirmations like, I love me, or God loves yeah. me. Something really mm-hmm. simple. When you when you feel yourself starting to go into that negative spiral, pull in that, that mantra that you can, in your mind, you can just do it silently. I love me, or God loves mm-hmm. me, or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm connected to the unlimited possibilities of the universe. Uh, whatever it is that makes you feel good, but make sure it's positive. So that would be the first thing I would do. Be aware of your thoughts and stop blaming others for where you're at. Take responsibility That's- for yeah. So it's kind of like a, a, a self-review, uh, you know, for lack of better words, of, of where you are, which, what's going on in your head, and, you know, examination, examining. Would you, would you agree? Absolutely. But usually people that are not happy are, are usually spending a lot of their time focusing on their past. They, it's like right. sitting in a boat. And your boat is heading northbound, but you keep looking southbound. And you keep looking mm-hmm. at what you see and what you didn't do and who you were married to and why aren't you married to them anymore and what what could you have done better. Living in the past is only going to bring you pain. It's gone. Yeah. It's yeah. gone. And so forgiving yourself and forgiving others is key. And Huge. I have right. simple processes that help people through forgiveness because – Forgiveness is not about the perpetrator. It's not about the other. It's about you. It frees mm-hmm. you. And and then well, letting go of guilt as well. So having no guilt whatsoever. Both of those, guilt and shame, are very low vibrational energies. Yeah. And they'll absolutely. drag them. Yeah. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Good. Your, yeah. your previous guest was talking about nature. Getting outside every day. And walking, being outside, whether it's just taking a walk or taking a run, but being out in nature will raise your spirit. Getting outside as much as possible is really uh, healing, nurturing. It's it's taking care of yourself. Very important. We spend way too much time inside these days. Right. 
Are you there? And yes, I'm here. Anything okay. else that makes you feel good, nurturing yourself. You know, if if um you get up on a Saturday morning and you decide, well, I'm just not going to take a shower. I'm just going to hang around in my sweats and, you know, I'll be grubby. And then by the end of the day, you, you look at yourself in the mirror and you feel disgusted. Why not just get up yeah. and take a shower and make yourself feel better and, and right, do something right. that you love to do? And so every day you're nurturing yourself in some way, and it doesn't have wow. to be a big thing. Something simple, but as long as it's nurturing. Absolutely. It could could be as simple as eating healthy or going to bed at a reasonable time or maybe Mm -hmm. taking a bath with a handful of salt water, which will help to cleanse your vibration. Um, It could be something as simple as that. Painting your toenails. Maybe not yours, Stephen. No, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be doing that. (laughs) Well, let's talk about um, your tango. Tell us about that. Well, your tango is a it's a website for discerning uh, people who want information about love, sex, and relationships. And I've been writing for them for about a year, and uh, it's a great place to get information um, and guidance. I also have a blog, and I am very active with my blog, and I'm always writing uh, articles about things that that are in most people's lives, you know, an issue. And I, I usually write something almost every day. And so okay. Jennifer Elizabeth Masters Blogspot or Transformation into Enlightenment, you can also find me through Love Yourself Fearlessly. And that's an easy one, Love Yourself Fearlessly. I have a blog that has lots of great information. And I'm in the process of revamping my website. So right now on my website, I have a Maui retreat that's an intensive a five-day workshop in Maui this December. And wow. in this workshop, not only will you get energy clearings of past behaviors and beliefs from childhood that usually set the wheels in motion for all of our mm-hmm. uh, issues for us emotionally. Yeah. So I dig yeah. down deep and we clear all that, clear past relationships. It's a very intense but very nurturing and healing workshop in five days. It's a beautiful workshop. Do you find people who uh, come to the workshop, such as that one, that initially they're apprehensive to go there in terms of uh, emotionally to that past hurt, that past pain in those relationships? Well, yes. I mean, I do I do one-on-one intensives as, as well for people that don't want to do group work. Uh, but okay. there, is a ben- there is a benefit for group work as well that – it's group consciousness and you're in a nurturing and sacred environment and maybe somebody next to you or, or two mats away from you may be processing something deeply and their tears or their sounds may spur you on to let go of something that you've been hanging on to. So there's a lot to be said for a group environment. It really does help to move yeah. you through deeply. Now we know that that you um you know you are a sex therapist um do you have a lot of, because you're an ordained minister do you have a lot of Christian women come to you about their problems when it comes to the bedroom? I I would say no. Um, most okay. Christian women are not seeking help in the bedroom. They may seek well, help for their relationship, but they wouldn't. Um, they probably wouldn't speak about the sex. 
I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you. Okay. Okay. Wow. So what what are some of the issues that women come to you about? Um, if you well, one one of them is, and this happens with women that are, I would say, 45 to 60. And women that have been married and divorced maybe a couple of times, a lot of women have given up on sex by that time in their life because it's been not great. And they're tired of faking it and not having their needs met. And and so what I do is I help work through the issues because a lot of women, by this point in the relationship, they, they may be very frustrated. And so their approach with their partner may be a little bit less than compassionate. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I help, I help um, teach women to be, complimentary on one hand and then ask for what they want on the other. So rather than beating your man up and telling him he's just a lousy lover, that's not going to get the results you want. Uh, What you have to do is boost him, you know, tell him what a great man he is, how handsome he is, how much you you love him and how attracted you are, and, and say, I love it when you do this, and now could you do this for me? And And ask in a gentle, loving way. Mm. But always start with a compliment first rather than saying, you know, I'm really tired of this. Can't you do it this way? <laughs> right. It's boring now. <laughs> right. Because that, would, that just makes it all worse, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Well, yes. And, and men, you know, I almost feel that men have more tender egos and more tender hearts than we do. And we <laughs> tend to think that men are so – wouldn't you agree, Stephen? Yeah, I agree. We we, we put up a good front. We put up you good do. Front. You do. <laughs> but you know what? I think it's time for men to really turn over, show, them, show the women their soft underbelly, and let women see how vulnerable you can be. Because when you show us the way to be vulnerable, then it's easier for us to be vulnerable. But can a man can a man hold the position as head of house, the the man, the dominant one, the and still show that vulnerable side? Absolutely. The most strong men are able to show their vulnerability. It it takes okay. a really strong man. An insecure man will not be able to show his vulnerability because he's so afraid right. that he's not good enough. He won't be loved. But somebody yeah. who's really secure with themselves is going to be, and that's the thing about my, what I do. Ladies, if you want to have the love of your life, you've got to be the love of your life. And you've wow. got to be in a place of self-acceptance and compassion for you. And the more compassion you have for yourself, the more love and compassion you have for a partner and a mate. Wow. Jennifer Masters, thank you so much. People can go to Jennifer Masters, Jennifer Elizabeth Masters dot com. Will that give everyone information on your blog? Well, and, and, and that would do. That is the Maui retreat because my website's under construction. So in oh. in the in the meantime, uh, they can reach me through uh, Love Yourself Fearlessly. It's a it's okay. my blog, and there's all sorts of con- contact information there just temporarily until I get my website done, redone. Love yourself fearlessly. That's yourself. right. Yes. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for sharing this great knowledge with us and impact as many people that you do on a daily basis. So thank you for, for joining us tonight, and you have a great night, okay? 
Thank you, Stephen. You too. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. We'll be right back with Stephen's Playlist. Check out the EOTM Media Group. Yeah, the EOTM Media Group. We're a new media company encompassing radio, PR, and TV. Follow us on Twitter at EOTMPR. For a great publicist, there's one thing you need to do. Contact the EOTM Media Group. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. I'm going to have a very interesting conversation an ordained minister and sex therapist. Um, and, you know, she. I asked her about, did she get a lot of Christian uh, clientele? And she said the Christian women usually don't want to talk about that, which I can understand. I can understand. So I, I kind of figured they wouldn't. But curious to hear her uh, in, in, insight. So I want to thank both guests tonight. Now it's time to go into Stephen's playlist. As you know, we receive music from people all over the country wanting to be featured during this segment. And, yes, I am listening to your music uh, so we'll be playing it soon uh, But they want to be featured on the show If you're interested in being on Please email us at the Stephen Knight Show At gmail.com Attach one or two promotional uh, pictures And your music must be in MP3 format um, Also it must be edited for radio Meaning no cursing And uh, we definitely look forward to hearing from you Now I'm having a little bit of a technical difficulty I'm running the soundboard uh, tonight Which I usually don't do So <laughs> um Bear with me. But we're going to be playing songs by Drake, Sierra, Tamar, Beyonce, me, Sierra, Malachi Rivers, the whole gang. Um, And I definitely, I want to let you all know that I am actually in the studio working on this album. It's like I've been working on it my whole life. But um, I have a new single coming out very soon called Never Know. It was uh, produced by Phoenix. Um, my home in Phoenix, and who did Forever and Let You Go and Addicted to Love. And uh, it was co-written by both of us. And I recently re-recorded it um, here in Atlanta with Rodrice, who was a talented um, talented producer, singer, songwriter. He does it all. But anyway, so the first song is by Drake. It's called Hold On, We're Going Home. It's a new song. I love it. Check it out.
Hold on, we're going home 
somebody's on your side of the bed Trash. And I didn't wanna have to take it there, but you play Too much So I guess it's in the game E-A. And what am I supposed to say? I know you did me dirty, but we can make it work I know you didn't mean to hurt me I know we got our problems and need to go away your worries Let's just sit and talk about it over the D.D. McClurry one thing for hot damn certain This plays a rap You can go and close them curtains And this is a mess Starting with yourself first I am dropping bad habits Starting with the very worst Now it's on to the next one African American Puerto Rican Swedish French lover or a German I'm really determined All kinds of moves Every since we've been done I've had so much to do Forever, forever, forever. I promise I'll always be 
Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Veronica Drake and Jennifer Masters. Check them out, y'all. God bless. Have a safe week, holiday weekend. I can't stop loving you.